This podcast is a Radio Mike original production. Head to radiomike.com.au to find out more. Today on the show, it's my last week in Europe, so this is the final pre-recorded episode. Producer Pat joins me for the fourth week in a row. What the four? And we're answering your questions here on 20th Century Boy, the only podcast that knows what's cooler than being cool. Ice cold! The 20th century boy, my name is Homesick Mike, and this is the inside of my mind. Wow, this is the final of the pre-recorded episodes that I am doing in advance, so when I'm in Europe, I don't have to do any episodes, and kind of sad to be getting to the end of this. Pat's here, of course. Thank you for having me. Yeah, fourth and final one. You've been great over the last few weeks. Well done, man. Stop it, I've loved having you here. I think the listeners have too. I got a few messages from the listeners saying they loved it. Oh, wow. From from, from the future? Yeah, from the future. No way. (laughs) What, What have they specifically said? Some listeners from the future said, hey, Pat's been awesome. Also... Watch out for, and then they said a certain thing that's going to happen in the future. I'm not allowed to tell you. Oh, so watch can, out for can it. Can you give me a hint? Like, should I like look out for a bus or something? Or like, I can't tell you. I can't change fate. Sorry, man. Oh boy. <laughs> hey, um, the other funny thing about this Pat is like, so just to put in a timeline, this is the fourth of four bulk recorded episodes, and like we've been recording them in the last four weeks after we do the Pat and Mike show on Patreon, Patreon.com/slash Radio Mike. But like last week. And people who have listened to this week's episode in real time, which is the episode about Disneyland. Disneyland, that's correct. You would have heard me talking about how Mikey D came over to help me make a new light setup. And and it looks really good. But looks this beautiful. Is, this is the only one of the bulk episodes that has this light setup. Yeah. So the three we've done, there'll be three episodes that people will see that don't have this light setup, have the old <laughs> shit light set up. And people will be like, oh, why'd they go back to this? But that's actually just because we recorded them out of order. So yeah, that'll be a bit jarring for people, I think. Um, Solved. So where am I in the world right now? I believe at the moment it's the 5th of October, I'm pretty sure. And I will be in Ireland at the moment where we will be staying and we will be flying home from Dublin into Melbourne in about four or five days. And then I guess I've got to have an episode ready from pretty much when I get back. Have a pint of Guinness for me. I think we're actually going to the Guinness Museum. Ooh, very nice. I've never tried a Guinness. Have you ever had one? Yeah, Guinness beer. Yeah. Of course. You've well, never had Guinness. No, I'm just it's missing It's really out. like stouty. It's like a really stouty. dark beer. Ugh. But yeah, um, like a really full beer. Um, anyway, we're not bloody beer cast. We're <laughs> my, bloody Mike, 20th century boy. <laughs> if the listeners want, maybe I should go grab, uh, I'll go grab a Guinness after this and do a review. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> hey, if you like hearing me and Pat and you want to hear more of Pat, this four weeks has been to like get people to know Pat better the Pat and Mike show is every week. We just recorded one in real time. It would have come out. So this is the confusing part. It would have come out <laughs> probably six weeks ago, but um, it nonetheless, would more than six. Yeah. yeah, nonetheless, absolute fun, absolute ruckus. Please check us out. Patreon.com forward slash radio Mike. On the one that just came out, we we would have talked about, sorry, it just came out <laughs> six weeks ago. We would have talked about 
Something very personal about me that I revealed. Ooh, that you won't hear anywhere else. And a um, big project that I've been working on. Yes, and my unfortunate uh, story of how I didn't get Paul McCartney tickets. But uh, in real time right now when the listeners are listening, I, I, I either have or haven't gotten the Paul McCartney tickets for the second attempt. So I'm going to predict that I got them, no problem. And real time... The concert's in like two weeks. Oh, true. Fake time. Yeah. It's in six or seven or eight, <laughs> nine weeks, ten weeks maybe. But yeah, yeah, crazy. But anyway, I'm sure I've had a great time in Europe. You would have been hearing the world tour editions of the pod giving you little updates of my trip. So I hope you've been enjoying them as well. Um, we do have a, a show, a, a, a show. I was going to say a great show prepared for you today, but we have a show prepared we have, for you we today. We have like content or something. Um. Yeah, and again, patreon.com slash radio mic, support the show. Pat, do we have a listener question to kick us off for today? Nope, that's it. No more pod. (laughs) (laughs) That's it, guys. Sorry. (laughs) Uh, No, we we have a few questions here. A few listener topics. Uh, This one comes in from... Radio Discover Hip Hop. Radio, radio uh, DHH, or yes. Duh, as I think I called you the other week. Yep. Welcome to the radio family. Wait, the other week real time or the other week fake time? Other week current time when we're recording. So fake time? Yeah. Yeah, yeah cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, radio Duh uh, says, you mentioned the Jamazing podcast by Chris Lilly. I'd be interested to hear your thoughts on it. I personally love the show since I think he is one of the greatest comedy writers in Australian history. Although I think it is a shame that he seems to have suppressed a lot of his creative talent due to a vocal minority uh, scrutinizing him. I agree some of the things he did are outdated, but so many of his other characters were too golden to be left by the wayside. I would enjoy a Chris Lilly podcast that is focused on him and his life. Um, Yeah, this was a really interesting question that I have so many thoughts on. And last week we did... Uh, last week, fake time. No, last... I don't fuck. I don't <laughs> know. too confusing. In the last episode, the last bulk episode, we did actually say we wanted a Mr. G uh, TV show. Mr. Yes. G comeback. Um, TV Lee. show, movie, stage production, lit- literally anything. Hashtag bring back G. But um, It's G time. I have so many thoughts on, on Chris Lilly and the last few years in particular. And like, keen to hear your thoughts as well, Pat. Um, because grew up, like Summer Heights High was the biggest show on TV that year, 2007. Like, it was so good. And I still think to this day, it is one of the best Australian TV shows of all time, of showcasing what Australia was like at that time. Um, And the other thing that I think is undeniable about Chris Lilly, whether you like him or hate him, because he is, I guess, pretty controversial, well, I guess he's always been controversial, but now it's like even sort of more taboo, I guess, to like his stuff, even though like he's still very, very popular and people still love his stuff. Um, the undeniable thing about him, whether you like him or hate him, he's he's just an unbelievable actor. Like, because he's shtick, if you're not familiar with him, and I highly recommend you watch Summer Heights High, Angry Boys, We Can Be Heroes. He did a show called Lunatics on Netflix, but mainly Summer Heights High and Angry Boys I loved. He gets he he method acts different characters that are all very unique, different. Like in Summer Heights High, he's Jamae, a private school girl, uh, Mr. G, a gay drama teacher, and Jonah, who's like a Tongan um, year eight student. In Angry Boys, he plays Daniel and Nathan, who are two identical twin brothers from a farm. Um, Blake, who's a surfer, 
Uh, Smaus, of course, who is a rapper from America. That's the character that he did blackface. Jen Okazaki, who's a Japanese mum, who I still think is one of the funniest characters he ever did. And Gran, who is like a butch oh. grandma who works in a juvenile detention centre. Um, Next to Mr. G, probably his greatest character. Gran is just such an incredible character. And I think and he had, he had a bunch of other great characters. Ricky Wong from We Can Be Heroes, Pat Mullins, We Can Be Heroes, Phil oh. Olivetti. Great character. Yeah, a um, lot of um yeah, a lot of very iconic characters. Uh, yeah. still quoted to this day. Yeah. And there's a lot that I have to have like a lot of thoughts I have about this because of course it, and it all sort of he was always controversial and his his style was always like pushing the boundaries, making people feel uncomfortable and often, you know, getting very into character in the sense that like for Smouse he donned blackface. For Jonah, he donned brown face, right? And I think that's become controversial, particularly after the Black Lives Matter movement, which I actually, I thought was interesting after the Black Lives Matter movement. And this is like sensitive territory, but like, like, I thought it was weird. Like I get why, but like a lot of TV shows that had done blackface in them were like, we're taking down the blackface episodes, right? Which... I guess, like, I get, but it also just felt, like, too too little, too late in a way. Like, well, like, one, the episodes happened, so why, like, pretend they didn't exist? And two, like, surely, like, I don't know. The, the thing about Angry Boys and the character Smouse is, like, that show was, was, like, greenlit by the ABC. So people are very quick to, like, sort of blame Chris Lilly and say he's a bad person, but no one at our national public broadcaster flagged it and said, this isn't a good idea. And it was a different time. And I'm not trying to defend blackface. Like you wouldn't do it now, but in 2010 or whenever that show was, 2007 for Jonah, it wasn't like we weren't, I don't think a lot of people were as educated on those issues as they are now. And we just didn't like, it wasn't as, well known here maybe that you like I, I don't really know the ins and outs of it but like you've got to remember that the ABC funded and distributed that show as did HBO for Angry Boys it was a co-production between HBO and ABC it was a really big deal and yeah I also thought the character of Smouse which was a very controversial character there was a lot of depth to that character and the satire of celebrity in music and um you know, hip hop culture was really good. I do think the character probably could have worked equally as well if they were a white rapper, probably even better. Like Smouse was take a takeoff of a lot of like soldier boy style stuff at the time. Like this almost bubblegum pop, like soldier boy up in it. Oh, like that kind of thing. I think he could have done like an Eminem kind of style character in white, just in his normal skin color instead of doing um, blackface. But like that's what he did, and you know I, I'm I'm not going to apologize for this. I think Chris Lilly's hilarious, and I also think Jonah is one of the best written characters of his. He's got so much complexity and depth, so much thought behind him, and like everyone loved Jonah. Jonah's like one of his only characters you sympathize a lot with because a lot of his characters are like sociopaths who are you laugh at them because they're bad people. Mister G, Jamae. Like all of these characters are bad people that you don't sympathize with. Whereas Jonah had a lot of 
heart to his story, a lot of nuance to that story, as did Gran from Angry Boys. Like, and 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 that's the other thing as well is that Gran, who was like this seventy-year-old grandma from the country and worked in a prison, and she was very like um, non-politically correct. Like, she would say racist things, right? And I think it's this weird distinguisher of like. Can you write and portray a character that is racist without being racist? Because people seem to think that it is racist just the fact that Chris Lilly created this character that is racist. But, like, I don't think that's how it works. Like, what what do you think, Pat? Do you have a different opinion, similar? Uh, well, look, I guess I didn't grow up with Chris Lilly um, uh, at the time of all his shows came out because I was in primary school. Uh, I remember growing up, or I guess first seeing uh, his shows when I was about, yeah, it would have been like 14, 15. Yeah. Um, and yeah, like I didn't really have a, yeah, I, I just, at the time I just kind of saw them through like an innocent lens, I guess yeah. now and now in hindsight, you know, you realize, yes, there's pro- problematic elements, but yeah, I think there's still some like really great, you know, uh, elements to his shows. That I think you can still enjoy, but, you know, kind of still be, conscious or aware of, you know, the, uh, the issues they might have, but I mean, totally. also, you know, what movies, you know, or any kind of art, you know, have, have there been without some problematic, problematic elements? A hundred percent. That's the thing. Like the world keeps on changing, but we can't change like the part, like we can't change what's, what already exists. Like, so we still need to, we can still enjoy them. We just need to have a new lens to them, I suppose. Like a new kind of like, Hey, this is, I get, that this is problematic, but I still understand, like I can still find bits of it funny. And, but like, yeah, I do think there's something to say with the ground character because it's like, you, you're allowed to write characters that are, that are racist. Like that's part of the nuance of that character is she doesn't understand that she's racist the same way Steve Carell in the office, Michael Scott, he doesn't understand that a lot of the things he's saying are sexist or racist, but, and that's the, the joke is in the fact that, they don't know how outrageous they're being. It's their ignorance and stupidity that's the joke. Whereas, like, people seem to think that, no, the joke is just racist because he's saying something racist. Like, no, I think it's it's funny because that person doesn't understand what they're saying is so wrong. And, yeah, he actually... He, Chris Lilly notoriously does not do much press. Like, he never does much publicity. He doesn't do interviews. The only time I've heard him interviewed on a podcast was on Theo Vaughn's podcast... Right. Um, which was really interesting. And, <clears throat> but he recently spoke to some publication and he actually said, I like, people always say I've been cancelled. Like, I haven't been cancelled. I might, like, lots of people still love my shows. Lots of people still interact with my, my stuff. Um, I still have a really good relationship with Netflix. And, like, it's, it's not true that I've been cancelled and no one wants to work with me because, like, it, uh, they do. And like, yeah, his podcast, Jamazing, where he's in character as Jamay, mm. is one of the most listened to podcasts in the country and people love it. People love his characters. And I think it is like there is a very vocal group of people who are just anti him. But yeah, I, personally, I'd love to see him keep making shows. I I really love his stuff. Um, I really love like all of his shows, all of his characters. I think he's a fantastic performer, a fantastic writer. He does all the music for his shows. Like he does the the original sort of score music for all of his shows. And 
like I think like I don't sometimes he's right. I feel like if he wrote with other people, he could get sometimes better storylines, but I think generally like the char- it's all about the characters he crafts and how he gets into their heads and portrays them. I just find that so fascinating. And yeah, I mean I'd love to interviewing view him at some point. I I'm sure he'll be back in a few years with a new show or something, but he is I think he's pretty old. I think he's like 50. Um so. uh, he is uh currently 48. Yeah, there you go. So, yeah, I just think, like, I think people are really quick to, like, point the blame at stuff. And and even with the Black Lives Matter movement, Black Lives Matter, like, which is an important movement, but, like, I remember, like, when that happened, all of a sudden everyone was just, like, talking about Chris Lilly and it kind of felt like, what, like, what does, honestly, what does Chris Lilly have to do with anything that's going on in America right now? Like, what Chris Lilly made a show 10 years ago. And that's the reason why this happened in America. Like I just, to me personally, I think people are just very quick to try and be like, this is why this happened. And this is the fault. And we need to do this big like correction for it. Whereas to me, like, I just think, I just think it's sort of like trying to, trying to finger point and and point blame at people when really like, it's a, it's a much wider cultural issue. Like, like I said, everyone at the ABC approved that show and it went to air. No one at that time was like, maybe we shouldn't do this. So yeah, that those are just my thoughts on it. I I, I can't wait for whatever his next project is, to be honest. Um, anything else from you, Pat, or should we go on to the next one? I think the next question's similar. Yeah, no, that's, yeah, I think you summed it up pretty well. Um, yeah, so next question comes in from uh, Patreon Liam Burton. Welcome to the Patreon family, Liam. Thank you. Thank you, Mr. Contributor. So uh, Liam says, what are your thoughts on Billy Joe Armstrong from Green Day using slurs and songs without any trouble? Okay, yeah. So similar kind of territory. This is interesting because, yeah, I think the main one that most people would know is in the song American Idiot. Um, which is probably one of their most commercial songs. And that album was probably one of their most commercial albums of all time. Um, The lyrics contain uh, the F slur, which uh, I won't say on this show, but uh, it's bleeped out here, but this is the part. Well, maybe I'm the American. And there's also a song on the follow-up album, 21st Century Breakdown, in which he actually says the N-word in a song. Whoa, really? came out in 2009. Wow. And, like, I, I've actually thought a lot about this recently. I've never spoken about it, but I have thought a bit about it because, yeah, like, American Idiot came out in 2004. And in 2004... That was like a word that people used a lot. Now we know better. But in 2004, there was nothing really weird about that. And again, I'm not trying to defend it, but it's like we need to always remember that time changes. Like you can't judge people now by the standards of 15 years ago because standards change. A really good example of it, I think, is like you you hear a lot now, and this never would have happened when I was a kid, but on radio, on TV a lot, they say shit. Back yeah. when I was a kid, they never used to say shit. That was like a no word on TV and radio. Now, like, they say it all the time. And it's like that word over time has become less and less kind of rude, whereas other things become more and more offensive, like particularly slurs like what Green Day has used in American Idiot. And I don't know, as far as I'm aware, 
they still sing that lyric when they play that song live, um, which I think is a bad idea. And I do wonder if, like, it, it. I worry that Green Day is going to become one of those bands that, like, starts to get cancelled as they get older. Kind of like how, like, Gene Simmons from Kiss just got cancelled <laughs> for being, like, a terrible person over the years. <laughs> yeah. I worry that, like, that's going to happen to Billy Joe Armstrong. But, I mean, what are your thoughts? Do you have any thoughts on that? Uh, well, I guess the thing is I never really was ever a big Green Day, uh, Green Day fan. Like, I, I never hated them. Like, yeah. I, I like the stuff I... I, I listen to, um, but yeah, I guess it's uh, it is like a really interesting um, thing to reflect on. You know, I guess you know, I guess kind of coming back to like Chris Chris Lilly as well. Like you know, art that you know we all consumed and really enjoyed, but you know, upon reflection, have realized, oh, you know, there's. I'm pretty much just repeating what I said last time, but yeah. <laughs> um, well, it's sort of like how you know, there's a lot of Disney movies that have racist undertones to yeah, them, totally. particularly from 50, 60 years ago. But when those movies were made, that was not a weird thing to do. That was not a bad thing to do. It was just like, we're just depicting the world as it is right now. Right. Um, now we see those movies and we're like, wow, I can't believe they did that. Wow. You would never do that now. Um, but yeah, but, but, and it, it's a similar thing. And I think I guess I think they should stop singing that lyric live. Maybe whether they rewrite it or just mute it. Um, you would think a band like Green Day, who were like a very anti-establishment kind of punk at their core band, would be more on like the left side of politics than like be like, no, it's our lyric. We're going to say it. Like, I, I don't know if that's, I don't know if anyone's ever spoken to them about, hey, maybe we shouldn't sing that lyric anymore. Um, I think they should stop singing that lyric live. I don't think they need to go back and re-release the album censored or anything. Like there is clearly censored versions floating around. But yeah, I think, again, just stuff changes with the times. Like <laughs> that's all. Stuff changes, guys. Like I, I'm telling you in 20 years, there's going to be people, if I'm still around making content, people are going to be like, guys, on episode one 130 of Mike's podcast. He called Michael Jackson a pedophile. And and now with like ultra DNA technology, we've actually proven that he was not a pedophile. So we got to cancel Mike. And I'm like, guys, at the time it did really feel like he was a pedophile and we didn't have that technology. That's what I'd say. But anyway, I could be canceled. Uh, butterflies is a good song. A little Michael Jackson deep cut for you. What's butterflies? Uh, Sing a bit for the listeners. Um, oh fuck! Um, no, I hate this. <laughs> <laughs> Next uh, question. This is what happens when Pat tries to bring stuff to the show. Next question comes in. No, from- you bring a lot of good stuff to the show. Oh, stop it, you! Next one comes in from Radio Maple. Ooh, are uh, we going to do the oh, sound yes. effects? <laughs> Who's doing the mistakes now? <laughs> yes, Radio Maple. Uh, welcome to the Radio Family. Uh, Maple says, um, are there any upcoming movies, games, or albums you're looking forward to? I did a, um, quick search. So I'm going to look at my phone cause I wrote some of them down. Um, and I, I, like I did a quick search online and I was like, not really. There's nothing movie wise. I think I wrote two down. Can you, <laughs> I can't, can you uh, read them to me? What did I write down for movies? Uh, for movies, uh, I've got here, we have uh, The Marvels. Oh, yeah, the sequel to Captain Marvel. But I'm not even excited about that now because I just, 
I've completely fallen off the wagon of Marvel. Yeah, same. There's not a whole lot. I think it's just more so pick and choose rather than seeing every movie. Yeah, it is that. Yeah. Yeah. I'll see the Marvels probably, but I haven't even seen Guardians 3 or Black Panther 2 yet. Yeah, well, both really actually, good. actually, in real time, maybe, because I think I'm going to watch them on the plane. Oh, there you yeah. go. A little bit of Mike Law. Uh, Deadpool 3 is also listed. Oh, yeah, I am excited for Deadpool 3, mainly because I love Hugh Jackman and I yeah. love Wolverine and they're going to be in it. But I did think that Logan, the third Wolverine solo movie, was a really good ending for Wolverine. And bringing Wolverine back, bringing Hugh Jackman as Wolverine back in a comedy-style movie... <laughs> feels like a weird way to bring it back when it ended so well, but yeah. Yeah. Um, another little extension to that. Uh, I definitely agree. Like Logan was a fantastic ending, uh, but it sounds like uh, there's going to be some like, mul- they're going to kind of like utilize the multiverse and the. Um, I'm sick of multiverse. <laughs> no, As like, you I, know. Can't, I can't get enough. And there's rumors that a lot of like Fox uh, Marvel characters are going to appear like uh, Jennifer Garner's uh, Elektra, Ben Affleck's, Daredevil, a lot of the old X Men cast. I so hate this. No, I, I, hate I think that. it could be cool. I'm with no, Ryan I'm Reynolds over the it. I'm over it. I'm over fucking. Oh, it's it it's demo from this movie. Like I don't I don't care. I don't I don't care. Like, um, Mark, nah. you're obsessed with not multiverse. You know what I saw on fucking Twitter that like just infuriated me is like Mattel now wants to make yeah. Mattel, Mattel wants to make other movies based on their toys because the Barbie movie's been so successful. This is the thing they don't get is the Barbie movie was successful because it the, like it'll only be successful once. You can't just keep churning them out. You can't do a Hot Wheels movie <laughs> and like JJ Abrams, mind you, he's making it. Yeah, I know, but like Okay, maybe one Hot Wheels movie will do well, but then they'll be like, oh, it did well. Let's make 124 more. <laughs> It'll be like the next Transformers. Yeah, and then they just do like Hot Wheels 2, Revenge of the Dark Car, and shit, <laughs> like all this stupid shit. Revenge of the Wheel. And then I saw, what What else did I saw? Like they were doing, oh, I don't know. Like it's like the Lego movie. The first Lego movie was great, did really well because it was like you'd never seen a movie in that style before. Then they did like four more and you're just like, oh, this sucks. I've said it's nothing new, right? I think that they Mattel should just take a win with Barbie. It made a billion dollars, right? Great, great success. Don't make a sequel. Do not make Barbie 2. Barbie goes to the beach. Don't don't <laughs> do, do not do that. No one wants that. Don't don't do a don't do a Ken spin-off. Don't do a Michael Serra's character spin-off. We're, we're done. One. Barbie needs to be a once in a lifetime movie. We do not need another one. They could have made, they could have made 10 school of rocks. They, <laughs> they could have made 10 school of rocks. They made one. And then they were like, that was great. Let's leave it. They could have easily franchised. Well, they did turn it into a Nickelodeon series. True. And they did actually and try to make, they did try to make a sequel. Actually. I think no. it was going to be some like road trip movie or something. But else. they didn't. I well. rest my case. Um, yeah. Uh, games. There's a few I'm looking forward to that are coming out very soon. In One quick uh, interjection. Oh, yeah. uh, you also have listed uh, Wonka. Oh, yeah. Wonka. The Willy Wonka prequel with Timothy Chalamet. I just thought it looked interesting. And mm. I'm a big fan of like expanding. No. I just said I hate multiverse and stuff, but I like pre. <laughs> I, no, I'm all over the place. I once did a big rave on this podcast about how I hate prequels. Why do we? Why did? Um, who was it? 
Who's the girl, the woman? Cruella. Cruella yeah. DeVille. Didn't need a prequel. We didn't need a Cruella movie. It wasn't movie. a bad film though. Oh, I haven't seen um, it. Yeah, no, dude. I I may have said, I may have uh, gone on this rant before on the show, but um, uh, Wonka does genu- genuinely look uh, quite interesting and I do want to see it, but there's one moral thing that's kicked me from seeing it and that's the fact that this movie only got greenlit because um, uh, Gene Wilder died. Like this was literally greenlit and announced like a few months after he died. So it comes across like similar to like when Harold Ramis uh, died and then they announced, oh, we're doing another Ghostbusters. It's like people are fueled by, you know what I mean? It's like the sense of like, like, oh, like, cause they're talking about these people and then the studios see. Oh, they're capitalizing on it. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it is supposed to be a prequel specifically to the Gene Wilder. Yeah. Willy Wonka, not to the Johnny Depp one. right? Oh, thank Christ. Yeah. I like the Johnny Depp one. I saw that in cinemas. I saw that at the Coburg Drive-Ins. Bit of Pat trivia for you. I'm sure everyone cared about that. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> I didn't, so they definitely won't. Um, hey, Pat, you're obsessed with Pat. Any movies you're looking forward to? Uh, there's a few. Um, oh, sorry. Who's playing the Oompa Loompa in that? Is it- oh, Hugh Grant. I, I was going to say George Clooney. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, I'm an Oompa Loompa. Um, no, first, straight off the bat, uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Mutant Mayhem. That'll already be out by the time this is out. You probably have seen it. Oh, true. Well, yeah. uh, go to my Instagram for the potential review. No, I'm yeah. not going to review it. Um, yeah, that looks really good. Uh, animated film, very similar to Spider-Verse um, yeah. in the visual sense. Uh, yeah. looks very interesting. It looks it has, great. It's out in America at the time of recording and is, uh, yeah, getting good reviews. Um, actually, funnily enough... There's an upcoming uh, Garfield movie, um, oh, an animated movie, and there was this massive leak of like concept art and the cast, um, and it has people like Chris Pratt. Uh, I Chris think, Pratt is Garfield. Yeah, and Chris s- Pratt has just taken the role of generic, <laughs> generic main character voice. Mario, Garfield, Jurassic Park. Who else? What else? Guardians of the Galaxy. He's just like, hey, we need a generic white guy to be the main <laughs> character. Oh, yeah, Chris Pratt's up for that. That's like his contract for everything. Generic white guy. Lego movie. He's lit- <laughs> he literally is like, hey, guys, who's going to voice this? I just get Chris Pratt. He voices everything. Yeah. There's going to be movies in the future that are like entirely Chris Pratt voiced. <laughs> he just voices every character. True. Um, also, the rest of the cast got leaked as well. Samuel L. Jackson is playing Vic Garfield's father. That's great. Nicholas Holt is playing John. Who's John? He's John John Arbuckle, Garfield's owner. I don't, I don't know. And then Garfield there's a couple of other people like Cecily Strong, Ving Rhames. That's uh, a good cast though. Sam L. Jackson, Chris Pratt and Nick Holt. Yeah, there you go. Hopefully this makes a billion dollars or something. But um, yeah, and also uh, a couple other super, superhero flicks I'll get out of the way. Number one, Spider-Man Beyond the Spider-Verse. The yeah. third yep, follow-up to Across the Spider-Verse that from looks so 2023. Good. Looks incredible. Um, the Joker sequel to which I can't pronounce it. Folie adieu. That's the one. Yeah, Same. I'm looking forward to that too, actually. Yes, the musical with Lady Gaga. Um, Is it a musical? Yes, it's going to oh, be a musical. Shit, okay. Um, and <laughs> yeah, you'll, you'll love this, Mike. Uh, Madam Web, which is a Sony Spider-Man spin-off film, which tackles with multiverse shit. Oh, dear God, I do not want that. <laughs> it's got Dakota Johnson, Sydney Sweeney, uh, and one of the guys from SNL who okay. was in Severance. I forget uh, his name. Bill Hader? No, the guy <laughs> from Parks and Rec? Yeah. I don't know his name. Yeah. Okay, cool. Games. I'm looking forward to Spider-Man 2, Insomniac Spider-Man 2. That looks, looks amazing. really good. And the same week, I think, Super Mario Brothers Wonder comes out, mm. which is the new 
Super Mario game on Switch, which looks really, really good. Yeah, I haven't gotten a Switch game in ages, and I'm thinking of picking it up. It looks really good. And then also Super Mario RPG, the remake on Switch as well, looks really, really good. And I've always wanted to play that game. It came out, it was on Super Nintendo in like the 90s, but they're making like a like ground up HD remake, like completely remaking the game. Not bad. Um, so I really want to play that. It was co-developed by Square Enix, which oh, made like nice. Final Fantasy and Kingdom Hearts. Um, and then Sonic Superstars, which is the sequel kind of thing to Sonic Mania, which was a really good Sonic game as well. So really looking forward to that. Albums wise, the only album I'm really looking forward to that I know of that's coming out is the new Blink-182 album. And then... In Feb, I think when I'm seeing Blink-182 live, that'll probably be the best day of my life. But yeah, other than, <laughs> that, other than that, that's pretty much it. Yeah, I don't do gaming, so I'm just looking forward to like the next Candy Crush level. Oh yeah, cool, man. <laughs> All right, and then the very final uh, listener-submitted question, well, you know, proper topic before we get into the speed round, yep. uh, comes in from Radio Ganonbort. Radio Ganonbort. Patreon. Patreon. Oh, my mistake. Patreon.com slash Radio Mike. Thank you very much, Big Spender. Um, Ganonbort writes... He was uh, our first ever Patreon. Really? Yeah, so that's a big fuck you to him calling him radio. <laughs> okay, fine. OG Ganonbot. I don't know what else I can do to make up for it. OG Ganonbot says, thoughts on the memification of everything slash how fast meme come out and how... <laughs> that's how it's written. That's <laughs> how I'm written. I'm, it, so he wrote that. <laughs> I, I'm doing a Ron Burgundy and reading it out verbatim. Uh, yeah, how fast memes come out and how um, desensitized... We are as a society. To memes? Or just like, no, he, I think he means like when serious news stuff happens and like the submarine. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I don't have heaps to say on this Ganabor, but I, re- I like, I remember when memes weren't like a wide spread thing. Yeah, it was, it was like, like troll face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, then like, I think when Facebook started a few years into that, memes just became massive, like picture memes and stuff like that. I think it's great. Like, I think memes, like, I mean, they're always going to, we're always going to talk about stuff that's happening and the memes are like a fun way to do that in an online kind of way. Totally. Um, Did you know that, uh, this is just a side note, did you know that um, evolutionary scientist and biologist Richard Dawkins, Richard Dawkins created the term memes? He coined it. I love the Today Show. What? Is the joke being it sounds like Richard Hawkins. Richard Wilkins. I think oh. <laughs> yeah, bloody Richard Hawkins or no, something. Richard Dawkins coined the term memes. Yeah, I am familiar with that. It's re- it's actually the, I think he came up with it in like the seventies. Yeah. And the term memes actually I think refers to genes like genes that replicate themselves very Ooh. quickly. And that's why that term got used for the online meme, because they're like memes just replicate and change very quickly the same way genes do. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, right. So like memes just keep generating and and people remix them and stuff. I think it's good. I think they're really funny. What I love most is how it can sort of bring, like, I guess like I don't watch much classic Simpsons anymore, but I consume a lot of Simpsons memes because they come up on my feed and it's like, oh, I guess I'm still interacting with and engaging with the Simpsons. I'm just not sitting down and watching it. And I actually think that's really cool that it can kind of bring something to life. And there can be memes that are like really specific to a certain group that only a certain group would understand. Like, you know, don't you go on like editor memes or something or like, um, editor memes? don't you go on like Photoshop memes or something you told me? 
Uh, I think you, I'm guessing you're referring to like I like I I see specific niches towards like my work of, like of, of memes. Well, remember? No, I just remember one. So in Premiere and um, like Photoshop and Adobe stuff, there's this thing. You, there's a type of blur called Gaussian blur. Gaussian blur, yes. Blur, Gaussian blur. And remember, once I said, "Who's Gaussian and why does he have a blur?" And oh. you were like, "Oh, that would go crazy on like editor." Memes. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, just crazy. Like, yeah, I guess like that would kind of be like a format in the way, like, like who is blank and why does it blank? Like, yeah, true, yeah. Like, true. Uh, this is a horrible example. Like, who is TV and why is he remote? Like, yeah, that's not as good as mine. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like, I guess no, no. But what I'm saying is like that's the thing of memes. It's like they're so like kind Random. of formatted that you can kind of take them for anything. Yeah, you know, I guess seeing the rise of TikTok and social media. And I think memes are honestly just like an evolution of culture and, and communication. Like 100%. that's like all they are. And yeah, it is a really apt name to, to be related to the name of like genes that, yeah. Anyway, that's all I really have to say on that. Hey, before we do the lightning round, Pat, I want to do, I think, oh no, we'll do the lightning round now. We'll do the light, lightning all right. round now. So this is another collection of uh, questions that came in from listeners that didn't really substantiate a big discussion, um, but I still wanted to include them in some way. So, Paddy. Yes, um, that's my legal name. Did you want to take it away? No, but ah. I have to because it's my job, so ah. we'll do it or anyway. Do you want to cue the music whenever you want? Oh, me? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Just be like, now. <laughs> hey, Mike. Yeah? Now. All right. Radio Declan comes in with uh, three questions. First one, why haven't you seen Lord of the Rings? I have seen the first one. I've read the first book. I've read the first half of the second book, but I haven't seen any more movies. I did pledge to watch all the movies like two years ago. Still haven't. Should really do it. Watch it on the plane, you dumb dog. Uh, I actually, that's a good idea. I do nah, have some why? Good That'd be a long time. <laughs> uh, second second question from Declan. Is it, tr- is it true? And this is what he's written verbatim. Is it true you thought men pee into a okay. woman's vagina to impregnate her? So... This is Declan, who's actually a real-life friend who I've known since I was very young. He's trolling. Does he have one more question after that? He does. Can you read that one? Is it true you named your cat after a Pokemon character? Okay. I'm going to do the two Declan, those two Declan questions at the end because I have a lot. He always brings, (laughs) he always brings both of these things up and I want to get to the bottom of them. Next. Great. Next one comes in from Blake Hadley. Can you tell the story of getting the name Radio Mike? Uh, I definitely can, but I've told it so many times across many different podcasts. There is an episode of this podcast called Who the Hell Coined the Name Radio Mike. Um, Spoiler alert, it was me, but the whole backstory is there. So if you want to know that, go and listen to that pod. I don't want to tell it again now. Uh, You know, give give it in short. Uh, Luke and Lewis. No, and that's the wrong answer. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I came up with it. No, I mean, as in, it was around was the Luke and Lewis time. It was popularized by Luke and Lewis, but it was coined. You didn't let me finish by, your dumb dog. Radio Mike. All right, next one comes in from Sean. By committing one kind of crime, that crime will never happen again. What crime will you, uh, what crime are you doing? Which is what he's written. Ah. Oh. I think it's a riddle. No, it's I not did. a riddle. He's saying like, <laughs> uh, if I do a crime, then that will never happen again. Right? Which is, so like, if I murder someone, no one will ever get murdered again. But I don't want to murder someone. Like if you murder a murderer. Yeah, but but I'd still murder. I'd still go to jail for murder. Do you know what I mean? You ever, um, you ever cycle. Maybe I'd, maybe I'd just assault, like I'd just punch someone. (laughs) Physically punch someone and then no one ever gets punched again. That'd be good. 
Like, I'll just punch you, Pat, and we just take one for the team. Oh, so I think he's asking, like, if you could do one crime and that crime's never done again. I think that's what he's asking. That's what I said. Yeah, okay. Well, <laughs> what the- thanks, man. Next. All right, Twibby asks, who are you flying with? Oh, this one's probably late because I'll be flying back, but we're flying Emirates. So we're Ooh. going Melbourne, Dubai, Dubai, Lisbon, and then Dublin, Dubai, Dubai, Melbourne on the way back. But during the actual internal flights in Europe, we're just doing you know local airlines. So Vueling, which I think is a Spanish or Portuguese airline. Nice. Um, uh, British Airways, I think we're flying. Uh, we're, we're taking the Eurostar, which is the train that goes Ooh. across France to England. That so should be fun. From Disneyland, we actually get the Eurostar to London after that. And nice. then flying to Dublin. Don't know. I think that's British Airways. Yeah, we're doing... We're doing a bit of a mix. We're getting a car in Ireland. We'll be driving around Ooh. a bit there. So, yeah. Very nice. Uh, Michael Lanzia writes, are you a last minute packer or pack in advance? Last minute. And I'll always forget stuff. Take that to the grave. Garrox writes in, who is your favorite Shrek character? Oh, Donkey is definitely the funniest. <laughs> um, but I love Shrek. I'm a big Shrek fan. I do a good impression. Eh, it's me, Shrek. That was bad. Six out of ten. <laughs> Red Shoes asks. That's generous. <laughs> What is the worst part of working with Will and Charlie? Ah, Will and Charlie. The worst part about working with Will and Charlie is probably that um, I don't see them. I've I've actually worked with Charlie since 2019, but I've probably only met him once in person. Um, Like I talk to him every week because we were... They they both live in New South Wales. Um, oh, really? Yeah, we we record online on Riverside, which is a podcast recording platform. But I've only met Charlie in person once, which was a long time ago. But I speak to him every single week, and then yeah, it would be cool to just see him once in a while. But like, I mean, the way the internet brings work together, like it just mm. it's just easy for us to work online. But yeah. yeah, I'd love to see them more. I guess. Fair enough. Aaron Rice, would you rather find one thousand bats in your attic or one person? Oh, one person. Well, yeah, because like you can talk to them, and be like, "Hey, get hey, out of my house." <laughs> <laughs> the bats will just. <laughs> oh, just the like... music stopped. I'll start it again. Yeah, the music. Uh, sorry, the um, the bats would just swoop you. Yeah, exactly. And then um, final question before we circle back to Declan. Uh, Phil Rusty White writes, "Why? What are the downsides to having certain superpowers?" Uh you don't want him. <laughs> no, he doesn't. <laughs> well. <laughs> I don't know. I guess if you're super strong, does that mean like if you're a man with super strength, when you have sex with a woman, oh. your, your <laughs> pelvic thrust is so strong that it would actually like break them, which means that because you're a superhero, you just don't have sex because it would mean that you would hurt people and that's against the superhero code. Maybe something like that. There's a whole rave about that in um, uh, the film Rats. Is there really? Yeah. Oh. A, a be- <laughs> yeah. Is there actually? Yeah, check I've it out. I've seen it. Watch oh. it on the plane. Super speed, I guess, like, maybe you'd be, like, disoriented after you finish running because you're going so fast. Flight, stuff would go in your eyes and it'd be really cold. Um, I don't know what it would give me another superpower. Uh, hypno. Hypno? <laughs> 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 hypno. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Fuck, all right. Now we have to circle back to Declan's questions. So Yeah, so the uh the P the P impregnation, impregnation, that was horrible. Yeah. And the Pokemon cat. So the first thing is like, okay, I admit it. Yes, when I was 10 years old, right? So I'm a little I'm a kid. I went to primary school, high school with Declan, good friend of mine, and he always makes fun of me about this. Yes, I thought 
that the way you get a woman pregnant is by weeing in her vagina during sex, which I actually think is quite like for someone who doesn't, who's not in puberty yet, who doesn't even know about the existence of cum. I I genuinely think that's actually quite a logical conclusion to come to. Don't you? Yeah. Like, it, it was clear in my mind that you put it in and then you you transfer some kind of DNA, which yeah. I assumed was we. Like, I got everything right except the substance. That's very true. You know what I used to think when I was a kid? I used to think that, like, the moment you put it in, it just, like, immediately happens. So it's like, oh. all right, come on, we're going to make a baby. Let's do it. It all does. Right, done. For some animals, it does. Really? For some animals, it takes, like, one second. And it's just like, bang, done. Jeez, what a life. But, like, do you think that that's not that... For a 10-year-old kid to be like, yeah, I know that the penis goes in there, in the vagina... But then I don't know what happens, but I guess it must be you pee in there and pee has... It would be much different if you just piss in a <laughs> Does that mean like every time you, you'd like go to the bathroom, you'd think you were passing like your DNA or something? Well, your piss has DNA, your DNA. Yeah, it? but like... But like, not, like you couldn't reproduce with yeah, exactly. piss unless one of your sperm just got st- stuck in your bladder <laughs> and survived. Uh, sweet um, Jesus. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know why I thought that. It would be a, a warm sensation for the woman. Maybe, <laughs> like, getting cummed in is warm. I don't know. <laughs> Girl, uh, PG rating at the window. Girl listeners, let us know. Does it, does it, can you feel, anyway, does, it doesn't matter. Um, and now, then the Pokemon cat. Okay. I want to put an end to this once and for all because they've been making fun of me for this since I was a kid. I'm going to, this might be, if my dad picks up, Ooh. This is going to be the first ever appearance of my dad on this show. Tony on the line. Here's, here's the thing. We had a cat growing up called Misty. Misty, of course, is one of the main characters in the original Pokemon show, right? So our cat was called Misty. But as I have explained many, many times, we got that cat before I could even speak. So I'm just going to get my dad on the phone. I'm just going to put him on speaker. I'm not going to connect him. I'm just going to get him to clarify because I assume he named the cat and this would have been pre-Pokemon. Hey, Dad, how are you? Good, thank you. Hey, I just had one very quick question for you. Yeah. Can I ask, you know how when we were growing up we had a cat called Misty? Yes. Who named the cat? Who named the cat? Yeah. Why do you need to know that? So one of my friends, well, Declan, who you know. Yeah. Okay, so basically there was a character in Pokemon called Misty and he always says, oh, you named the cat after a character from Pokemon. But I would have thought that I was... Way too young. I wouldn't have even been speaking when we got that cat. Oh, no, I think you were speaking. <laughs> I think you were speaking, but your um, your auntie um, named that cat. Oh, which one? Zerazena. Why did she name Why did she name it? Because we were sitting around in the um, we were sitting around in our garage. You might not recall this, but we once had a. Um, a dinner in our garage a long time ago and we were sitting around and um, the cat was there and um, that's where the name came from. So they're just, the cat didn't have a name before that? 
No, because we just got the cat. We just got the cat from um, uh, Michelle and um, Michelle and Terry. We just got the cat, you know, like a day before or something like that. Ah, and so where did the name Misty come from? Just by the, the look of the cat. Because it was black and white? Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah, I just never knew that. And I always, like, it, it definitely was not to do with Pokemon at all, was it? <laughs> definitely not. Yeah. No. Okay, thanks. I'll call you a bit later. You must have been, like, five years old or something. No, like I was that. much younger than five. All right, okay. Well, you were looking around, I know, because you were, you were playing with the cat. So um, I remember it well. All right, I'll call you a bit later. Thank you. Okay, bye. Bye. There you go, Declan, if you're listening. I did not name the cat. It is not named after Misty. From, what did you, that was interesting, wasn't it? Bit of a history. I've never heard, you, I've never heard your dad's voice before, so it was actually... Can I just go on a very quick side rant? <laughs> yeah, but what did you think of the cat story? That was interesting. Yeah, I, I definitely would have expected that. Um, okay. There you go, your, your auntie gave the name. Um, hearing both your parents' voices, and this is going to suck for listeners who haven't heard both, you sound like a perfect blend of both your parents. <laughs> Have you heard my mum? Yeah. When we did Nug 100, you gave her a call. Ah. Should I ring my mum and ask about the cat? <laughs> <laughs> if she's around. Should I actually? And then be like, all right, I'll ask mum. I'll ask mum. <laughs> See if the story checks out. <laughs> Let's get mum up. Oh, Christ. There we go with this. All right. The story of Misty. The biggest mystery. <laughs> Mystery. <laughs> hey, mum, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. I just have a quick question. Sorry, I can't talk for very long. I, I just wondered, do you remember when we were kids, we had a cat called Misty? Yes. Who came up, who named that cat? How did we get that name, Misty? It was, I think, or me and dad, or I came up with it because of the colour that it was. It was a greyish colour so misty okay that's why we called it misty because of the colour was um yeah remember it was a bit of it was grey and white I think and a bit of black and um so that's why we named it misty okay thank you I just wanted to know all right what's that for your podcast yeah thank you Pat Pat Pat's here as well he's my producer hi Mrs Radio okay Okay. Hi. <laughs> okay. That's the reason. Okay, okay. good luck. Bye. bye. <laughs> she couldn't wait to leave. She's like, all right, bye. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, so do I sound like a perfect blend of them? Uh, kind, kind of. I don't know. Sound off. What, what, do, what do the radio fans think? And what did you think of the Misty Mystery? Now, <laughs> Pat. The Mystery. Let's uh, finish with one of these. Crazy historical fact. This one's not mic related. This is just a normal ah, one. That explains um, it. You might actually know about this, but I, I, I learned about it in university because I did a communications degree, but it's a very Way interesting story. Did you, do you know the story of the War of the Worlds radio broadcast? Oh, that sounds vaguely f- uh, familiar, but please refresh me. Okay. So I can't remember what year this was. I think it was in the 1930s. So, right. you know, this is like... Pre-television, hang on, let me just get the actual, um, the actual, ah, that's all right. I think it was in the 1920s. And basically this guy, Orson Welles, was in radio. And he, so I guess this is radio related, not mic related, but it's Mm. radio related. 
Orson Welles on the radio did a broadcast of a radio drama called War of the Worlds. And that has since been remade into movies. I think Tom Cruise was in a War of the World movie. That is correct. There's a new TV series. Like it's a big sort of sci-fi franchise. But this was in the days where there was no television. And radio was a very trusted medium, right? Like it was a news kind of medium and it was, you know, they did a radio drama, a scripted radio drama in a breaking news style format in which they were the War of the World story happened. On the radio, they were saying that like aliens from Mars had invaded Earth and were shooting people and stuff. It actually caused pandemonium in huh. the city because everyone believed it was a real news broadcast. Oh, no. And everybody thought that aliens were actually invading wherever they were. How crazy is that? That's really funny. I guess in a time before, you know, television or any visual medium, yeah, I guess like, you know, the radio broadcast to which you're used to hearing, you know, uh, music, news, you Mm. know, whatever, and then suddenly hearing this thing because I guess there's no like kind of way to, you know, I guess you can't have an announcer every, you know, 10 seconds going, this is fake, this is a drama. Yeah, exactly. But they had to, so during the broadcast of it, because it went for a few hours. Wow. One of the managers at the radio station got a phone call and then he had to come in and be like, hey, you have to get on air right now and explain that it's a joke because there are people outside that are like starting to get really scared and think it's real. Everyone. Wow. Yeah. And like, it's crazy because don't you think it's interesting how it's kind of like the, one of the first instances of fake news. Yeah. True. People were like, Oh shit. Like this is happening. What? Like the radio, I trust the radio. The radio is like the main broadcasting kind of thing that I listen to. That's where I get my information. It was sort of the first time I was like, well, you you can't just trust whatever's being fed to you on yeah. a broadcast or radio show or something. True. Oh, you don't have anything else? <laughs> <laughs> no, I thought you were going to say more. But yeah, that's that's really fascinating. Um, because I feel like it wouldn't, it, it would never happen now on radio. No one would ever buy into it. It would never happen now on TV. But like people do just gloss over like headlines on social media and then they're like, oh yeah. And they just believe whatever they read. Yeah, totally. I just think it's a really interesting kind of comparison point between us and the past because people genuinely started panicking over this radio broadcast, thinking that there were aliens from Mars invading. Yeah. I remember um, a few years ago, maybe close to a decade, there was some like hijacked broadcasts uh, on like a American affiliate channel where someone said, you know, uh, you know, uh, the dead are, are rising from their graves, and they're 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 consciously you know attacking people. What? You need, you like need a zombie? To, ap- this yeah, is the same kind of thing. Yeah, it's like and did I, people believe it? I mean, apparently it did cause a few scares, but probably not at the same extent that War of the Worlds mm. would have done. It's just really interesting to see how humans like we're almost like wired to trust like these omnipotent sounding voices on the radio. Totally. Yeah. I just thought that was an interesting one. Hey, I've been thinking, I I actually kind of like the, um, not necessarily crazy historical facts, but like creepy kind of all weird stories from Wikipedia. So I might make that an ongoing semi-regular segment on the show because I've enjoyed it. Um, But let's finish the bulkies with one of these. The plug. So... I'm back next week for my first episode back. And of Where course, Harry Potter and the Boys is still running. I would have bulk recorded a bunch of them, some with Sam Garlep, some with Jackie Hatton. Um, as well as that, you jump on the Patreon. Um, 
the main part of having Pat here for the last four weeks is just to to promote the shit out of Pat. Like oh, the Pat and Mike show is so much fun. It's Patreon exclusive. That's how you can support the show. It's how we like make money to keep the show running. We have lost a bunch of Patreons over the last few months. I get cost of living's high. Even if you can give a dollar, there's a bunch of content there up for a dollar. But if you can give us $4 a month, generally there's four episodes in a month. So you're just paying a dollar an episode. Like think if you think about it like that, would I pay it? If I, if you listen to this pod every week, would you listen, would you pay a dollar a week for it and get a bonus content with me and Pat? Um, consider that. And Pat, um, thank you so much, man. It's been awesome having you here. Like I'd love to have Pat here more often, but we can't like always sort of, we can't really afford to pay him every yeah. week. But um, the Pat and Mike show is great. Pat has been developing so much and you've gotten so Thank good you, on man. it, man. Well done. And do you have anything to plug for like... Well, your project, your own? Uh, no, by this time, look, that's kind of up in the air. I am working on my own personal stuff, but uh, yeah. it's currently unknown. He's, what working, these... on, he's working on himself. He's seeing a counsellor. Yeah, <laughs> uh, we're not making any progress. But no, um, <laughs> uh, look, uh, if, yeah, follow me on at Pat70show on Instagram. Uh, yeah. If you want to, you know, kind of hear from me, see my day-to-day life. Yeah, um, go follow up Pat. With, Maybe no, Michael. Thank you, Michael. I'm using your, I'm using your legal name. Uh, no, Mike. Thank you so much for having me here. It's been a lot of fun, yeah, and these uh, have been great episodes. I'm looking forward to. I'm sure by the time or right after this episode comes out, we will probably have caught up and yeah. had some jolly good laughs over your stories. Can I also please thank you, the listener, if you've stuck with these four bulk episodes? Thank you for letting me go on this trip. Um, I mean, I was going to do it whether you, if you, someone was like, don't go on the trip, man. I like, but yeah, okay. you know, I've never really taken time off this podcast. Well, I have, and that's because I got severely burnt out, right? This year was the first year I was like, in the middle of the year, I'm going to take a week off. And I did. And I actually felt really refreshed and I'm glad I did it. And that, like, I reckon if I was going overseas now, and I hadn't had a break and was burnt out, I wouldn't have had any content and I would have done nothing. I really wanted to keep the momentum going, keep the pot going while I was away. So I just wanted to thank you guys. I hope these last four weeks were a bit of fun, a little bit different to maybe what you're used to, but the show's always growing and changing based on where I am. This trip is like something I've really wanted to do for a long time. I've really wanted to go to Europe. I've just never been brave enough to do it. But, um, you know, Claire's been really good and, motivating me to go do that as well so thanks to her but yeah it's um it's been it, it's I mean I'm not on the trip yet but, but like it's um it's a big thing for me to, to sort of take time away from all of this and take time off work and I'm missing a Hamish and Andy recording which I've never missed one in the five or six years that I've worked on Hamish and Andy I've never missed a podcast recording day um so this will be the first one I ever miss which is big but it's it's all part of me growing, learning to put life before work, learning to put, you know, those things first, but still wanting to do a pod because this audience and you people, like I love doing this pod every week and I'm so grateful you guys listen, watch, interact, Patreon supporters. Um, you know, part of reframing what this show means is being like showing up every week for you guys is really important to me and I love doing it. The battery on the camera is going to die. So I'm going to wrap this up. This has been the last bulk episode. I hope you guys enjoyed it. My name's been Radio Mike. I've been producer Pat. And this has been the inside of my mind. I'll see you next week in real time, not fake time. (laughs) 
This podcast was a Radio Mike original production. Head to radiomike.com.au to check out all our other content. Stay up to date at radio.mike on Instagram and get in touch. Radiomikepod at gmail.com. Listener.